Welcome to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Joining us today is Adam Malloy, history teacher, North Fort Myers High School. Adam, first of all, great name. Thank you. Second of all, thanks for being here. Well, I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm excited and honored. Also very surprised. Yeah? yeah? Why is that? I don't know. I saw Jim Crowles and I knew he set the bar really high and I, I was maybe expecting another kind of entertaining teacher, but uh, I wanted to also be maybe a real teacher. So yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, see if you can uh, raise the bar even higher. We'll see. All right. So you're a Golden Apple winner, 2015. So that's cool. And also even cooler, maybe, in my opinion, perhaps, you are, you are a University of Florida graduate. That's right. Go Gators. So am I. Go Gators. Did you uh, know that? I went to you. I imagine when I saw you do the chomp. Uh, to open up that you were a university. <laughs> well, that was just to sync the audio. <laughs> I got gotcha. But yeah, no, uh, I studied history, got my bachelor's in history from Florida and also met my wife, which was, uh, which was huge. At UF? At UF. Yeah, cool. How'd you meet? We met, uh, she was from Fort Myers, uh, but we had never met. And um, yeah, summer kind of clears out and, you know, just met her running around and asked her to go to a super regional final game and the, the rest is history. You've been together ever since? Ever since. Yeah. Uh, so she's from Fort Myers. Where, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Here. Born yeah, and raised okay. here. A product of the, the Lee County school system. Uh, went to Tropic Isles, Hancock Creek, Fort Myers Middle, Fort Myers High. Dude, all right. UF. I went to Fort Myers High School as well. Roll wave. Is that what they... Okay. I think that's what they say. <laughs> but now, I'm, now I'm a, I've taught for 12 years at North Fort Myers High. They're rivals. So yeah. let's go Red Knights. Okay. So uh, I also read... So you went to UF. You said you studied history at UF. And you were, you, I read that you planned on going to law school. What happened with that? Yeah, so law school. Uh, so my dad is a, um, an attorney and my mom's a teacher. So those were automatically my, my two career paths. Uh, well, actually, when I was in school, it was to be Javon Curse uh, first. And then it was attorney or teacher. Sure. But the Javon Curse thing didn't work out football so player. hot. Yeah, the football player, the freak, they called him. <laughs> I didn't have necessarily those, those talents or skills. So I wanted, I wanted to you know, try out law. And uh, I got on a few waiting lists. And in the meantime, when I came back, my mom said, you have to get a job. Uh, in order to win the thermostat war in the house, when I came back from college, I said, okay, well, I'll try teaching. And I just fell in love with it. Uh, the kids, the the lessons, just the whole profession. I thought it would be very sustainable, projected well in terms of how rewarding uh, it would be. And so I said, forget the wait list. I'm going to try out the teaching thing. And so I went that route. So what is it about history that drew you to that subject? I think history, and I try to tell my students this all the time, and I always open it up with this history is so fluid and debatable and arguable. And uh, I think history for me is just that revision aspect, uh, that challenging of a dominant assumption or, or, or narrative. And that's, that's one of the things that gets kids you know, hooked. Uh, you, give them a, you give them an argument or, or a position and you allow them to, uh, to go to war with it. And I think that that's I think that's one of the most fascinating things to me that drew me in about history. Also, I think from a patriotic standpoint, it just had that, you know, to learn more about American history meant that I was, uh, you know, having a better understanding of who we are and where we're going um, and even taking critical approaches. It always made me feel uh, like I was, you know, just understanding a little bit better about America. So you teach more specifically, so three, three different classes? Two classes right now. Okay, so I have global perspectives, international history, and U.S. history. Are yes, those... and those were yeah, very recent classes, but yeah, U.S. history and international right now. Okay. Um, which one do you, do you prefer one over the other? Or... Oh, I love U.S. Yeah. Yeah, I love U.S. history. So uh, my focus area was 20th century civil rights history and got, got a chance to, to learn a lot about Fort Myers, uh, and bringing that into the classroom, seeing that local history just pop and the kids are like, no way, you know, 1886, 1887, you know, uh, even, you know, our, our recent, uh, kind of explore exploration with the sales tax we got into, in some of the presentations, we got into the history of the Lee County school district and why, you know, Lee County was necessary and how that was funded, but the kids really get into the local stuff. So, uh, yeah, U.S. history. It's, it's fun. You know, the kids can connect with it and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty live. So you say you kind of emphasize or teach heavily the 19th or 20th century yeah, civil so, rights. Yeah. So is that your, is that your favorite 
that would be part my, of U.S. history to yeah, teach. Yeah, that would be that would be my specialty. The uh, or my focus area in grad school would be uh, the modern civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, uh, the local history. I wrote uh, my thesis on the history of integration in Lee County and how it, Lee County was integrated, uh, which was uh, which was cool to learn. And I got to interview Veronica Shoemaker and Mary Lee Mann and a lot of like key players. Do you, and, do you want to give us a quick little <laughs> so rundown this, of yeah, Lee so County the, integration so the synopsis in? Uh, and it's available if you're ever stuck with no way to get out and nothing to do for the rest of your life. It is in the FGCU library, but there's only two people that have checked it out, and I'm I'm both of those people, uh, unfortunately. And I actually had to pay a late due because I didn't return it on time. Uh, but yeah, so the, the the thesis is basically the efforts of the NAACP, and they file a lawsuit, which becomes the Blaylock case, and Lee County is under that federal uh, supervision until 1999. Um, and it's really the efforts and the the events surrounding that lawsuit um, and the and the plaintiffs that that wanted to you know to, that wanted integration, um, you know that that made integration a possibility in Lee County, which is which was pretty cool. So the the is that the only. Do you only focus on 20th century U.S. history then? No, when we teach, I mean, the, per the academic plan, we go from Civil War reconstruction to present. Okay. So we hit gotcha. everything. Yeah, we follow everything and, and try to make everything, um, I don't know, pop a little bit for yeah. the kids. But you put a lot of emphasis on like the, the women's suffrage movement in the 20s. Yeah, uh, yeah. To the Civil Rights Act of... 1965, four, four, four. Yeah, 1964. You're the teacher. Voting Rights Act, 65. Voting Rights Act, okay. Okay, that's, yeah, got them mixed up. Uh, So what is your, you kind of talked about it a little bit more, but if you want to go into more about kind of your philosophy on your teaching style and what your goal is, what your goals are for your students every year. So we can go like really macro kind of like generic philosophy and then we'll go like really sure. particular. Sure. So in terms of the general philosophy, it's to make the idea of learning and being critical fun uh, for kids. And the kids, they have got the critical part. I teach high school and they can they can be critical with the best of them. But putting that into an academic way and getting that with their writing and getting that with their thinking, that's really important. But making, making learning and being critical uh, really fun for them. Um, I think is a, is a primary goal um, at the, you know, at the more micro level, you know, just getting these, these little pieces of history uh, to connect with kids in some way. Uh, now, you know, we always start out with uh, maybe like a, a personal history uh, kind of project uh, where kids write about their, their own personal history, major events, big moves, things like that. And then in the end, it's a reflection that every small event and big event has put them in that exact seat in that classroom, like in my classroom, like just like every event in our own history, in our country's history, in our world's history has brought us to this point. So we always start off with that, that kind of personal to, you know, to big uh, with, with history. And I think kids see that, you know, that they become agents of, uh, of history, which is, which is empowering. You know, the more that you are in control, or at least, you know, you recognize uh, that you're an agent in, in, you know, in history, the more you can do and the more that you can, you know, feel, I think that empowered to do something. You know, getting kids to to think about a project that has local implications. Uh, we did a, a Battle of Fort Myers Memorial project, which, which they presented and actually made to the next stage of like funding. Was like, you know, kids were like, "Oh, it's it's just like Parks and Rec," but it's real Parks and Rec. You know, it's Parks and Rec where you could get your memorial project in Centennial Park. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah what, so, what was the project? What were they? So they had to research the Battle of Fort Myers. Uh, which being from Fort Myers, it's like the coolest battle in the entire Civil War. But in the bigger scope of the Civil War, it was a relatively small battle. Can you tell us a little bit about the Battle of Fort Myers? I can, and I would love to. Uh, So Fort Myers was a Union fort during the Civil War, um, and they used Fort Myers as a stage for cattle raids into the interior of Florida. So Florida was kind of like... a big time supplier of food products and agricultural products to the Confederacy, Uh, the bread basket of the Confederacy. um, It might not be the exact term, but uh, so they would stage raids into the interior. And so a a Confederate fort uh, marched onto Fort Myers to stop that from happening. Uh, I want to say that uh, it was in 1865. Uh, So in the last year of the war, they approached the fort. They asked for the fort to surrender. Uh, The Union commander says no. They fire some cannons. Um, 
minimal casualties, uh, but the Union holds the fort. Um, and then that's kind of the Battle of Fort Myers. So how big was this fort? I mean, how many, like, how many soldiers do you think were So there was a notion. There? That, that's kind of an interesting, uh, I, I like that part of, of, of history. And they're actually doing a reenactment. So I was just talking with Matt Kay. He's like the, the social studies uh, coordinator here. And he put me in touch with a lady from the, the Veterans Association. They're doing a reenactment of the Battle of Fort Myers. Yeah, I think, do they do that every year? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And uh, so Centennial, me, is that where they do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're putting me in touch with uh, with them to maybe maybe get involved or be a judge on their essay contest. Uh, but yeah, the the fort held a number of units, including uh, African American units, uh, or uh, you know some of the the, the Union uh, regiments that were African American, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, pretty cool that the fort was Union. Uh, now the the interesting part in history and kids love engaging this is kind of like the linguistic aspect of Lee County. So um, Lee County comes into existence uh, out of Monroe County, which the headquarters were in Key West, but they name it after the Confederate icon, Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. But it was never a Confederate fort during the war. It was a Union fort. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of uh, linguistic aspect to it, you know, the kids really relate to because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I can, I see how that, I see how that process and you connect it with reconstruction and the lost cause and, you know, all of these different ways in which the South continued to, uh, to try to, uh, um, you know, to work with, you know, history and messages. And was things. it, was it rare, was it rare for a, for the union to mm-hmm. have a fort this far South? Uh, yes, it was. Now they held New Orleans for you know for a long period of time, which was a, a you know a southern port. But um, but yeah, it, it, they had a, a, a few forts, but Fort Myers was one of them, um, and that was, yeah, it was pretty cool to be a part of the Civil War yeah. history. So okay, going back to I think where we were before I derailed us by asking about the battle. You so the and sorry pro- for going the, the sorry pro- for going no, no, into no, some it's of okay. The, it was very interesting stuff. So the the project they mm-hmm. put together what. So they had something. Yeah, they worked in small groups and it was a way to honor the battle. uh, But keeping in mind uh, kind of the history of Fort Myers as well and some of the issues that we were facing at the time, whether it was race relations or crime or things like that, and in some way to bring the community together, like through the history. And so we had uh, proposals in all of our classes and then we voted on the ones that we wanted to go to City Hall. And they voted on a few of them and uh, they voted on, I think, two or three of them that were presented. Uh, The one that the that the commission really liked it was um it was like a, a gold statue of a cow uh to hit really like the cattle history um of uh, of fort myers in the in the civil war kind of like that that cow cavalry uh which connects with the the confederate i think that's what the confederates were actually their 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 group uh was called so how long ago was this they went before it's about the three or four years ago yeah okay so are we, will we ever see this statue Right now, no. Okay. <laughs> right now, no. But we will, uh, yeah, we will continue to, to think of creative ways to honor the history of Fort Myers for sure. Uh, so I, I read that you like to rap mm-hmm. and interpretive dance oh, and interpretive recite dance poetry with your students. I think just getting them to that uncomfortable stage of, uh, of learning, you know, like the kids, they, when you tell them that you introduce the assignment and they're all like, no, or they all come, like some will come up to you and they're like, do I have to do this? Or, and yeah, you've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to get chaotic and you've got to get messy with like, with learning. Uh, that's how it, you know, that's how it sticks and that's how you make it yours. Right. Cause if I simply tell you something, transmit knowledge from, you know, from me to you, it means nothing. Right. But if you transform it, like if I give you something and you transform it and make it your own, that's power, you know, and, and that's what we do with those, you know, the raps or like the uh, the interpretive dance. They all the interpretive dance. So we, what do you what do you rap about? What do you dance to? Well, yeah, I was a I was a child of the 90s. So like, uh, you know, gangster rap was was pretty big and battle raps. Uh, uh, eight mile you know eminem was pretty big so yeah we said we just did a, a battle rap between otto von bismarck in international history and kaiser wilhelm who took over uh yeah. power from bismarck. world war that's world war one right leading up yeah, yeah leading up to world war one so like they had different approaches to foreign policy and the kids really got into it um you know there was a few mic drops and you know we we teach the kids and model to the kids how you applaud like a great line uh rap line in a battle rap you know with the oh or oh no you know that sort of thing and we we had winners from the classes go off against each other and it's tough because bismarck has the better historic legacy so they they always had a little uh maybe a step up on 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 kaiser wilhelm but we had some good rappers this year easier to rhyme with bismarck too i think yeah bismarck 
<laughs> well, I mean, rhyme it. You can you can make anything rhyme. It's just how you pronounce it, right? Like True. orange doesn't really sound yeah. like you can rhyme it with anything, but it's you know, my it four bothers. inch door hinge. Yeah, orange. Yeah, it bothers me. I just ripped it's that like off of an Eminem sixty minutes okay. interview. <laughs> yeah, uh, it bothers me when people try to rhyme like words that end with the sound n mm. or no no it bothers me when people try to rhyme words that end with ain with the word again oh do you, you see that a lot no no i mean hear it a lot maybe see, sometimes. i hear it all the time in song not all the time but yeah, the mumble, occasionally in song, you know the mumble rap's kind of big right now and people don't pronounce really... it again anyway i digress <clears throat> i digress do you can you remember any of the the exact lines like some some funny lines from oh, these yeah, raps there a, or? yeah there was a really good one about um about kaiser wilhelm's foreign policy um your foreign policy is uh like it was like your foreign policy is crunchy peanut butter or something like that it was something <laughs> silly but everybody was like no nobody likes crunchy peanut butter which nobody liked kaiser wilhelm's policy and he might have mentioned uh the like the lapse in the reinsurance treaty with russia and then he was like you know your your judgment on the reinsurance treaty was crunchy peanut butter or something like that i don't know it was cute yeah I, we got a, it got a lot of uh, applause i prefer crunchy peanut butter really yeah you know it tears the bread up yeah you gotta buy the the good bread though really mm -hmm. I never knew that. As a kid, I, I, I immediately stopped crunchy peanut butter uh, when it, when I saw how much it destroyed the bread. And the bread, I, I thought mean, of you're the, just, dude, you're the just... bread was kind of the, the community. And as a teacher, you care a lot about the community, you know? You're probably just spreading it too hard, roughly. Can be gentle. <laughs> you think I was yeah. too aggressive? Yeah. Perhaps. Um, okay. So I also saw you, you like to have your students engage in... Actually, let's get to that in a second. I actually skipped over something I wanted to ask you. So you, your North Fort Myers High mm -hmm. School is a, is a Cambridge program school certificate yeah. school so when we had uh jim kroll on mm -hmm. which you were talking about he you know he talked about how at mariner middle they're an ib school and he talked about what the ib program is all about so what how would you describe the cambridge program for you know anybody out there who isn't familiar it's with a, it it's a yeah competitive college certificate program uh where students uh are enrolled in uh, ace cambridge classes and then at the end of the year uh they take an exam a written exam in hopes of earning college credit and getting one more class towards their diploma uh, now they get that ACE diploma. It's very similar to the IB diploma in terms of what it can do in terms of scholarships and college credit and GPA and those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a great academic program that draws uh, a lot of interested kids in college level college level courses. Are there any um, rapping or interpretive dancing? questions on the Cambridge test there's not okay there's not but if there is a question like to what extent was Kaiser Wilhelm's foreign policy a success the kids automatically are circle like, C for peanut butter got this yeah crunchy <laughs> uh okay yeah because so sounds pretty similar to the IB program yeah I mean, the programs are similar you know, enough the, yeah, they're, I, they're you, unique we went to Fort Myers I mm -hmm. was in IB so I didn't know the I didn't. I just recently have been learning about mm -hmm. the Cambridge program. Uh, so I, another thing, you like to have your students engage in Socratic seminars. Yeah, I love what, to is, hear. what are what are those? So I love to hear them talk. You know, uh, so we give them a prompt. We give them like the outline of how the discussion is going to work. Uh, we call um, after the research period, and you know, we we go over models of like uh, how to come up with a position with evidence and analysis. But once we get past that stage, just uh, calling them up to the inner circle and saying, okay, uh, you know, to to what extent uh, was Abraham Lincoln? you know, um, infringing upon civil liberties during the Civil War. And in hearing their voice, uh, I think is, I mean, that, that to me is like learning, like hearing them talk. If they can talk, they can write, you know, and if they can talk and write, then they're a powerful student. You know, that's a, that's a cool combination. So I love hearing them talk about history, and I especially like getting them to sharpen their edge a little bit, especially with their, with their friends, uh, about where they stand on things. So back to, circling back to what makes history cool, it's the debate, it's the conversation. You know, it's the way that you look at, uh, at, at different things, things that you always thought were chiseled in stone or, you know, presented to you like A causes B. Now we mess that up and we just, you know, we, we get, we get a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of conversation going about, you know, history. So do they like 
so they go to the front of the class. Yeah, well, they, so they, we'll put, so they we, present an idea and then we'll circle it up. So we'll okay. we'll have like a huge outer circle, inner circle. We'll call kids in, and then you know we actually experimented the past two years with like live tweeting from the outer circle, comments made in the inner circle, and that's a great way because kids, you know, they connect on the social media. They come up with great uh, gifs. I think it is. I prefer gifs, but I've heard gifs. Yeah. Yeah, gifs. You're right. Right. Well, I read somewhere that the, the the guy who invented it says it's pronounced GIF, but that really? reminds me of peanut butter. So Crunchy. I prefer GIF. I gotcha. Uh, no, so they live tweeted it. It's awesome. Like they that talk about a layered connection. So they're actually engaged with what the inner circle is saying. I can follow the hashtag. I don't have to follow them. I just follow the hashtag. Like we did one on the Meiji Restoration in Japan, um, and so I just followed that hashtag. And their comments on it were were totally in sync, and you could see them like complimenting each other and saying, "Well, I disagree, but I understand your facts there," which is really cool. So after hearing about they're saying know, that on Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, so after hearing five to seven in the inner circle of actual audio, uh, you know, audible conversation, sure. then we'll go to the outer circle and say, okay, well, what do you think was the strongest point that was made and why? You know, what do you think of this piece of evidence? Did you consider this? So continuing to question them and getting to those different, you know, like levels of, uh, I guess, of depth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, is that one of their, they, they, they yeah, really they enjoy like that? It. They know yeah. that's me. Yeah. So yeah. We, we introduced that pretty early on. Um, How often know, do you do that? I would say once every two to three weeks, for sure, in some fashion. Now, we may mix it up. We might, instead of doing a Socratic seminar, we might do an expert panel. So we call up four of them. And since they've studied it, they're like the experts on it. We'll give them like little name tags, like, you know, they're, you know, they're this historian from Idaho or they're this, you know, person from, you know, Harvard or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, okay, uh, they think it's cheesy. But I do have a few name tags that I can just easily put on them. And then they, they become the experts on the subject. So please, you know, after your stay at the Hyatt Regency, tell me about this in history and so they kind of get into so it a little bit you have the class pepper the panel oh, with yeah. questions yeah pepper the panel yeah. like like their news reporters or yeah. you know that they're i guess excited to you know to be at the conference with all of these great historians yeah. oh and we'll even put like backdrops behind them uh so sometimes they're having a conversation at starbucks or panera and i put that up and the kids you know they they like they they get into it that sounds like a fun way to learn. History. I'm hoping that I, if I put a at least 150 percent of like my energy into it, I'll at least get maybe 30 to 35 percent of theirs. There you go. That's good. That's uh, good how, goal. how long have you been uh, with the school district? 12 have you, years. Have you always been at North Fort Myers High? Always. I have yeah. always been at North. So my mom taught there for you know for a long time, and she just retired. So I was there I, with my mom. I have that. Yeah. I have, so she was there while you were there. She was. What was that like? That was actually, it was fantastic. You know, Norse a big school. She taught drama, musical theater. I was in the history, but I just to stop in and say hi was, was always, was, was always nice for me. Yeah. yeah. The other teachers like give you noogies for, you know, cause your mom worked. Well, yeah, I did get put in a locker like the first <laughs> year and that was kind of tough. I mean, I'm small, but I was able to get out. Luckily the assistant principal was able to, to unlock me. Wow. No, I'm just joking. No, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a lot of fun having her there. And I think the staff liked it. You know, one thing that you want for your staff is collegiality and support and family. And the more it feels like a family, I think the, the more positive and more fun. And of course there's dysfunction and, mm -hmm. you know, you know, my mom and I, we, we, we could butt heads every now and then, but it was, it was great having her there. Close with her. Yeah. Know, still, yeah. Still close with close. your family. You have, um, so do you have a lot of family uh, around here? I do. Yeah, I do. So, um, you know, my dad and my mom, and then I have, uh, you know, step parents, uh, that are here and my wife's family, and then we have two kids. And so they're very involved in, you know, seeing them and, um, it's, yeah, it's nice to have family around for sure. Yeah. What do you, so, you know, Thanksgiving is, uh, just a few days it's away. Coming up. Yeah. Early it's this year. Up. What do you, so do you have, what, uh, what's your got well, big plans for Thanksgiving? So being like a big history family, we all yeah. take on like roles from the first Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. And we research them and, uh, then we, we, we each have kind of like a, a like a role to play at Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, this year I'll be Squanto. So I'm excited about that kind of from the bottom up Howard Zinn style. So I'm excited. I'm going to mess it up a little bit, but, uh, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Tell me about what Squanto again. Who was I think Squanto? He, was a, he was in Thanksgiving. Oh. I think I've he was like a Tonto. I've heard of Tonto. I think he was Squanto. a translator for, okay. the, for the okay. first Pilgrims. I can't remember it that well. Did uh, you study history? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a straight A. I was a straight A dude. I mean, um, I know in IB it's like, it's like college level. Yeah. I'm a little, I, 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 I was I need to read more. Uh, 
what, what was what was Thanksgiving like? Sorry, going back to so you guys role play. What does that mean? You what, what, what will you be doing? I was joking about that. We just eat. We just eat dinner. <laughs> I thought it would be I cool. Thought you, I thought, you were I thought it would be cool as a history like teacher to to role play Thanksgiving and you know somebody got to be like uh, one of the top pilgrims and you know we had the Mayflower uh, constructed and that would be like the hardship of the winter and you know people are kind of lying on the ground you know not they're they're starving and then you know stealing food stores from the local tribes and then you know that's sort of thing yeah. i thought that would be cool but maybe just you to should me. do that yeah. how, old, just, how old you have two kids how old are your kids five and three so my five son actually three. just started kindergarten at tanglewood oh cool which big shout out to tanglewood if you have ever i mean if you haven't gone to an elementary school in the lee county school district it is the most amazing place on the face of the planet there is no place where if you walk into any lee county school elementary school kindergarten level they love, absolutely love their teacher and their school and the, everything's so positive. It's like, oh, I love how you walk in the hall or like you did such a great job picking up this mess. Or I went to, I, I got a chance to go into Tanglewood to, you know, to visit with my son and his teacher, Miss Hagemeyer, you rock. Um, and it was just fantastic. The, uh, I mean, that whole, I'm, I'm imagining it's got to be just elementary school uh, in general. Maybe it's all, maybe it's all schools because my school is great too. But yeah, the elementary school that he's at is just fantastic. What was uh, um, did you or your wife drop him off on his first day of kindergarten? My wife did the first day, yeah. the first drop off. So I teach high school. It starts at seven oh five. Yeah, so yeah, we get there pretty early, and so my wife got to do the first drop off. I just got pictures. Mm. Yeah, I was starting my first day at school too, but not nearly as important. <laughs> Uh, well, it was like your 12th first day, right? That's true, but I take yeah. a picture every year. Do you? Yeah, and then I hold up like a number on my hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. with, with a big smile, too. Cool. Uh, so going back to what you're doing at North Fort Myers High, uh, some any other, you mentioned the um, Civil War project with the Battle of Fort Myers and all that. Any other cool how many projects? How many people you think are listening to the podcast right now at this moment? You think we've got at least 10 or 20,000? Give or take. Okay, because things are about to get real. Okay. This is the mark right here. Okay. All right, so I'm working on my, my doctorate. Okay, not, I mean, you still have to call 911 or whatever. But in terms of the research, I've been researching uh, alternative student assignment plans, student enrollment plans uh, that include uh, census tract data related to diversity in hopes of increasing diversity as we move away from choice models and more to geographic models. So as, as districts like Lee County go to uh, less choice, right, closer schools, we can include uh, census tract data to ensure that you know diversity is still maintained, socioeconomic and racial. And with a you know a history uh, like Fort Myers has, it's so important. And the cool thing is, is the district has been really receptive and given me access to all the data that I need. And uh, it's really been a cool project to work on. And I, the students even get into it. I have these big maps up in my room, and they're like, "Oh, what's this?" And some of them help populate census tract data, you know, like uh, sheets and stuff like that. I was gonna say, so this isn't. This isn't something you're doing with your students. This is something you're collaborating or working with the district yeah, with. The district, with. Yeah. So did the somebody with the district come to you and ask for your help no. on this? Or? No, no. So I, I, I knew that they had some meetings and I wanted, to, I wanted to get the research in there. And they were like, yeah, come. And so I came and presented and that was like about a year and a half, two years ago. And so they still include me and they've, they've included my research and considerations. And it was, uh, it was neat to see how that process all played out. So hopefully... Uh, at the end of the dissertation, we've decided whether or not this is a reliable and valid way that we can, um, you know, that, that we can maintain diversity, uh, especially at the elementary level. So we're going to take a look at trying to do it with elementary schools. So what kind of research have you done and, and how are you going to implement it? So the idea is, is that uh, so the county breaks down into you know, 160 plus uh, census tracts. And so each little neighborhood, you code based on certain criteria, whether it's median income or owner occupancy. Uh, we've, we've come up with four that we wanna use. And then you cluster certain census tracts based on their coded score around schools. Uh, and it's based on the Jefferson County model in uh, Kentucky. 
uh, and that is that has been very successful and studied as being very successful as being a voluntary integration uh, or desegregation plan. Um, and after a Supreme Court decision, parents involved in 2007, uh, you have to be a bit creative with how you uh, assign students based on certain criteria. Mm. So I've collected all the data for every census track, and I've coded them uh, on nine levels and hoping now to... Uh, strategically cluster certain schools around certain census tracts, or at least create satellite census tracts where you have access to certain schools if you live in certain tracts. Okay, so this will help. So I mean, we have school choice yep. here. And you said earlier, moving away from or more away from that? I mean, we uh, still maybe not. Yeah, yeah, we still have choice. And yeah. it's still very successful. And it's still very popular. But like, let's say if we were to, um, if there was an initiative to reduce transportation costs, Right by limiting the number of choices and going more to local geo schools, this would be one thing that they would want to consider. Okay, but we're not doing we're, that yet. Or, no, no, okay, no. Right. It's not. It's not. It, this is a this is a long term plan, but the data is real and actionable, so they can you know the the district can engage with it, and they have, and they've been really receptive and supportive. Why Why is this important? What made you want to get involved with this? Well, it goes back to my my master's thesis in studying um, how important integration was. Right. Mm -hmm. Reading over those plaintiffs uh, in the Blaylock case and uh, the history of Fort Myers. And, you know, we have a great community, uh, but it, I think elementary schools and school in general present a great opportunity uh, for us not to perpetuate, you know, residential segregation or occupational segregation or, you know, things like that. So I want to try to break that cycle of social closure in Fort Myers uh, through increasing diversity at the school level. Cool. Um Maybe we could put some like music in the background, like after that, like doom. Yeah, that'd be like, I don't know. That's or is that crunchy? After just that, crunchy. Yeah, peanut butter. It's the topic of the podcast: peanut butter and crunchy. Okay. Uh, I also so you also told me earlier that um, you collect comic books. I do. Yeah, that's one of my one of my hobbies: uh, collecting comic books. How many would you say you have? I've got a few hundred. A few hundred. Yeah, I got a few hundred. It's also a great way to teach history. Uh, so really, we, yeah, we've we've woven comics into lessons. Um, How so? Alternative history stuff. Uh, you know, Days of Future Past, uh, the the, the mo one of the most uh, rare comic books, X Men, uh, nineteen eighty one. It's got two issues, and it's this dystopian future in which they send back superheroes to change you know that from happening. And so we do that. We do kind of the same thing. We send superheroes uh, back into the back into the past to change the future from happening um so we did a black panther uh when black panther was really big like la you know last year two years ago for the scramble for africa he went back to protect uh those african states mm -hmm. since wakanda is basically um whether it's ethiopia or like this fictional like congo or whatever but um yeah black panther had a lot of connections and ties so he was able to alter history to prevent the european powers from taking over kind of flipping history through uh sending back superheroes and you just you um integrated that into the lesson yeah how you in, yeah, in a so, lecture format or how do you how do you do that no so we would introduce the kids to the black panther kind of background story and then uh we would say well we've covered all of this in terms of the british in south africa and the french in french west africa and the belgians and the congo right we've studied all of these different case studies of empire you're going to stop that history from actually happening so you research the real history of imperialism you find your entry point and then you change that history uh, so they got to know both the real and then they get creative with the projected history, mm. cool. revised history. So then they um, try to explain how oh, if, no, they, yeah. if they were able to intervene, how how it would be different. Yeah, they, they not only do that, but they'll present to the class uh, a comic book cover design oh. and they get really they get they do a really good job. You know, the kids with the digital stuff, they bring in like the Black Panther with uh, the flag of Mozambique. And it's uh, they they've even created like their own superheroes related to the countries that they were saving or that they were helping. Uh, so that was that, that was pretty cool. What, how old were you when you started collecting comic books? Oh, I collected comic book cards uh, when I was when I was real young. So uh, I, I had great parents. I had an amazing dad and amazing mom and step parents. Uh, but they had a deal with me that 
if they cursed, if I, if I heard them curse when I was a kid, that was a strike. And then after three strikes, um, I got a, a pack of baseball cards. And so needless to say, I ran through all baseball, football, basketball, card collection, and then into wow. the comic book card collection. Wow. So your parents had pretty bad potty <laughs> mouths. It was a different generation, I think. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what is did your... I mention that they were amazing? Yes, you did. And they're very productive. I'm sure. Uh, and contributive members to society. <laughs> uh, what? So you said you you told me earlier you, you mostly Marvel comics. Yeah. Who's your? Marvel. You have a, a favorite superhero from the Marvel? Black you? Panther and Captain America. Which yeah. rest in peace, uh, Stan Lee just passed away I, at 95. Yeah, I couldn't, well, I mean, I could believe it in 95, but yeah. that was, uh, yeah, that was sad. He's a really cool guy. It's like um, Thanos kind of snapped his finger right there. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, so was, was it, has it always been Captain America, Black Panther or with the kind of recent, you know, wave of, admit, of Black Panther love admit that I was a big silver surfer fan when I was a kid. Oh. I don't know. I think kind of look like him. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, is, um, it's the glasses, hair? the glasses. Oh, it's the glasses, okay. Yeah. What have you, so you're not, not, you don't like Silver Surfer anymore? No. No, I don't like Silver Surfer anymore. Well, I mean, it's because he hasn't been in any of the newer movies. They really haven't focused on, yeah, Silver. What, uh, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. You said, what, what's your favorite Marvel I, movie? I could be a prisoner of the moment, but I loved Infinity War. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whew, yeah, I liked... Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is real. A, I'm not see Captain America is like one of my least favorite. Really? Yeah, I'm a big I like I love Iron Man um and Thor is Thor's just so powerful. Yeah. He's grown on me. I didn't love the first couple movies but the, you know, Thor's like who you want to be as a teacher mm -hmm. in the classroom. Yeah. You just come in, you got the hammer which is your lesson and then it's just like vroom, you know, and everybody's just like, "Whoa. That's so powerful." Yeah. You see how I tied it back yeah, in with the, the teaching. That's what you're here for to <laughs> rein me in from all these different tangents I'm trying to go on. Uh, so what, what are you, what's your favorite part about being a teacher, being in the classroom with the students, seeing them learn? I mean, what is it? Maybe I just answered the question no, for you. No, well, so what's your favorite it's the part? Opportunity. It's, it's the every day, the opportunity, uh, to, I mean, I mean, you could say make it make make a difference, but every day I have the opportunity to connect with a kid in an academic way, uh, to encourage them to see the potential that I see in them, which is you know everything. You know, I I teach tenth and eleventh grade. Uh, a lot of doors open, you know, but they might not see it. You know, in high school, everything's just it's so loud, so so noisy for the kids. I'm able to say, listen, you're a really great writer. We have to work on this. Or I have a college that I really think that you would be awesome for um, or that would be really great for you. So it's that opportunity to connect. Um, you know, whenever I'm struggling with classroom management, maybe I have, uh, you know, a, a, a class that's a little talkative. I think about how well do I know these kids? You know, how well do I in just talking to them? You know, it's uh, it's not a they should know better type of thing. It's that I should know them better type of thing. So getting to know them, that, that having that connection and, and being able to to say like, hey, listen, you're going to do something great. Uh, we just got to figure out what that is. Anything in the near future, anything new you're working on trying to implement in the classroom that you're excited about? Hmm, that's a good that's a good question. We've, we've tried out a few different things uh, uh, this year. Um, I'm trying to think where are you, I want to do, oh, actually yeah. I just remembered Powtoons. Uh, it was a presentation platform, which is kind of like, it's not like a, a slide type of thing. It's more like a scene where they can layer different characters. So we did a presentation on world war one where they each had selected topics for Powtoons and they could animate them and like put voiceovers in it. But they like, I like to get them kind of messing around with, uh, with more challenging, I guess, technology platforms. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that would, I, I like the, the technology. Aspect. Do you use a lot of technology in the classroom? Yeah, I tried to. So in terms of group presentations, we've done this year, um, a Vengage infographic presenter. We've done Prezi, uh, which an alternative to like PowerPoint or Google slides. Uh, and we've now just done Powtoons, which is like a kind of like an animated, uh, cartoon presentation format. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, just trying to get them engaged with that stuff. Cause you know, you, you hear that when they go into the, you know, when they go into college and when they go into the workforce, um, how vital certain technologies will be in certain work areas. So do you, is it, is it vital to 
you kind of bring in technology to like you can in, to engage students because they're you know students today have grown up with it and don't know anything and they're surrounded by technology all the time yeah you think they wouldn't be as engaged if there wasn't technology in the classroom as well or it's i mean it's it's hard to say sure it's hard to say but i, I do think the direction that we're moving in is getting them exposed and getting them engaged with technology so as to best be ready for you know for that as they develop but you know um there's still teachers i think that do a great job like sans technology like mm -hmm. no technology like it's a throwback kind of like dirt class like dirt curriculum you get out there you learn about science by picking up you know you're you're engaging with the environment i i think the place-based learning is, is is amazing too but um but yeah with, with history i'd like to try to bring in technology I, I think the kids could do great anywhere right it's just how it's presented how it's formatted how it's guidelined and then how it's instructed right so student i mean um students can they can dominate anything right any student at any school as long as it's properly rolled out as long as it's properly scaffolded uh, scaffolded uh, they can i mean they can rock anything do you so your u.s history buff i'm gonna put you on the spot i'm ready any any question what do you think is the abraham lincoln best most president? significant event in in u.s history really yeah the most significant event. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the. I mean, so we'll 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 lay we'll out go from. Uh, oh, you're gonna after, after after the colonies became the United States. So okay. let's so say post post declaration. So you're yeah. putting George Washington to bed. You're saying Thomas Jefferson. 1777 onward. Onward. What What do you think is the most significant event? Man. I mean, yeah, Civil War is huge, mm -hmm. right? So if you had to pick an event in the Civil War, um, not to be overdone, you can say Civil War just oh, general. Civil War. Yeah, I mean, you could, like wow. I would I would have accepted that as an answer. I appreciate that. Do you yeah. know the years of the Civil War? Wait, 1860 to 1864. 1861 to 65. There we go. Okay. Oh my gosh, this guy. This guy is good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So I would say Civil War. Um, I would say Spanish American War. I would say uh, Spanish American War. Really. I, 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 I feel like yeah. a lot of people wouldn't say that. I know it's a bit. It's a I don't bit, know why. I just and so I'm thinking globally. Uh, well, I'm thinking globally with the Spanish-American War. Okay. Uh, just as a global empire, okay. you know, moving beyond you know continental boundaries, because um, they gain colonies and they decide you know to to be this powerful force in Latin America and beyond, uh, which sets the stage for them entering World War One. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I mean. World War II is is huge from a domestic standpoint. Like I'm really big on the '64 uh, civil rights and the '65 voting rights because that's America recognizing from a legislative standpoint that it wasn't living up to its dream about equality and freedom. Yeah, I think that that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, specific specific event. I want to try to find something like really like butterfly esque for you. Like this butterfly flaps its wings, and then me and you are here <laughs> talking in this podcast. Um, let me try to think. Well, you said, uh, so Lincoln, go back, I'm going back to the civil war. Lincoln's your favorite president. Yeah. Lincoln and, uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson yeah. minus Vietnam. If you could take Vietnam away from LBJ, then I'd be really happy. I, not from a personality standpoint, but we just, we, we get a lot legislatively, which I know is carrying on the legacy of, of, of Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I do find that fascinating. I wouldn't say that I would be like best friends like if you had that hypothetical well who would you go to dinner with in history or whatever taft really yeah william howard taft you know he's my least favorite progressive president <laughs> i just threw a name out of that yeah he, ba he basically just his campaign slogan was roosevelt said vote for me oh really yeah theodore roosevelt i'm not trying to bash on the taft legacy i mean I, he's an american we would president. never he's also the only president we would never want to do would that. never do that I would never, ever do that. But he's also one of the only president, or he is the only president to be, uh, I believe, chief justice on the Supreme Court and president. Oh, wow. And the rumor that he got stuck in the bathtub, not true. He just had a specifically, or a special designed bathtub built so he wouldn't get stuck. He was proactive about the bathtub. I don't know that story. Yeah, there's always like a, that he was a, he was a very heavy president and that he got stuck in the bathtub. Uh, so I think some students confuse it with like Elvis dying in the bathtub yeah, or something. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind yeah. went. But uh, but no, he just had him specifically designed on the like the naval vessel, and I think maybe in the White House too. Interesting. Supreme Court Justice. I didn't. Know, yeah, I didn't know he was. What 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 years was he president? So he is president from 08 to twelve. 
Yeah, so Theodore Roosevelt's uh, 1901 yeah. to 1908, and then I believe uh, Taft is 08 to 12, and then Wilson from 12 to 19 or 12 to 20. It just, just depends on whether you're like the actual so election. I just felt like putting you on the spot. I appreciate uh, Going back to Thanksgiving really quick. Um, do you um do you have a place for Thanksgiving? Because we have one open spot in our uh, in our in our place. Really? Yeah. I, I'm booked solid, but really? I appreciate that. Okay, because I thought maybe you were bringing it up, like you wanted to get in <laughs> on the fun. Um, in one no, family, I'm, I'm, I grew up here, so I mean, my I've Your got family. family here. Okay. Um, and my fiance has family here too, so we're we're doing you know split the day half first. Really, half the day you're doing with half them. and half. Yeah, I like that. I did that yeah, as a kid. I'm looking forward to it. Do like dinner at one place and dessert at the other. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And the dessert family's never going to feel kind of slighted that you. I hope not. We may like next year do it the other way around. Just and you tell even them that. Okay, just say they're, they're, they're aware. Oh, they're yeah. aware. You communicate very well. That's a very important part of teaching too. Is communicating to, it is, to yeah. these kids. You know, telling them you know how great they are. Always bringing it back to teaching. I'm going to bring it away from teaching real quick. What's your favorite Thanksgiving? Side dish. Side dish. Yeah. Um, it does, gravy doesn't count as a side dish, right? No. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess that's out. Uh, I like stuffing. Okay. Yeah, stuffing, but with gravy. Gravy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. I think that's mine too, so. Now, you're not like a pearled onion type of guy? I'm not a what now? A pearled onion. It was a- Oh, it, pearled onion. <laughs> For some reason, I heard prolungian. Uh, no, I don't like pearl onions. What about cranberries out of the can? I do like cranberries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially on the leftover sandwich. You make the sandwich. Yeah. What, you now put the cranberry your, on the sandwich. What's your favorite type of pie? See, I'm not a big pie guy, but now you're going to you're going to the second Dutch, half. Dutch apple, probably. Okay. All right. You? I'm. A, I mean, pumpkin. Yeah, I never. Although I'm getting more into pumpkin in my later years than it is kind of a maturity thing. It is. Once I became a mature adult, I really liked. Pumpkin I never pie. liked sweet potatoes either when I was young, but now I love them. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. I feel like I'm getting a real, really good. I was to know a you. really bad vegetable eater. Okay. When I was a kid, my parents. It was a nightmare every night when there was anything green on the plate. Yeah. I had to plug my nose, and I would like shake my head did they ever tell you like hey if you don't eat this you're not going to remember the year of the civil rights act <laughs> and then you were like no i don't want to eat it and then now you're realizing you're you could have been one year on no yeah never said that but i do wish i'd eat more carrots because my then like, oh my my eyes are perfect they'll never go bad then i went to college couldn't read the you know the screen and the big lecture halls from the back row That's so tough. i had to get glasses so yeah that is tough anyway I feel for it. I'm empathizing with you right now. I appreciate it. Uh, anything else uh, important that we should discuss? Well, I think that the, um, you know, not to not to take it into the wider community in, in politics, but I think that was really cool about the half penny uh, sales tax. I think that, yeah. was, I think as a teacher and as a, you know, someone that feels connected with a community of teachers, we felt really supported by, uh, uh, by the Lee County voter, you know, by, by our community. And, and having that just, just just said, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep doing a good job. We support you. And so I thought that that was really cool. Have you, I know there's like a list for every single school mm -hmm. in the district of improvements that will mm -hmm. come their way. Do you, Have you looked at the North Fort Myers list? Do yeah. you know, do yeah, you know what you guys out. are uh, There's a, Yeah, a lot, of main, a lot of maintenance stuff, mm -hmm. um, HVAC stuff, uh, auditorium. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, you know the, the building. You know, yeah. and how old do you know how old the building North Myers so is? Actually, that's a good question. They they did get the new the newer building. I, my mom actually taught there when it was the old building before the new construction. But I want to say nineteen eighty no ninety. See, 90, if you nineteen ninety, if you had eaten more vegetables, that's you true. would have known that. <laughs> that is true. Right. I ran into yeah, I ran out of of knowledge there. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that the I mean just the the operational side and like having a safe place where kids can learn and the security and, uh, you know, fixing things that really needed to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it, it's a long-term investment. It was uh, a close, close vote too. 52 to 48. That's what it was. Yeah. Doesn't even need a recount. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. 52. That's I'll take that. Yeah. 52%. Not 42 votes. Yeah. It wasn't like a hundred people total. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you for everybody who did. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I got a few more things. Okay. Lay them on me. So let's say, 
let's say I walk into a classroom. Yeah. Right. You're obviously you're in that upper echelon of student, right? So like I'm your teacher at Fort Myers, IB. Okay. Okay. What is going to be your biggest strength as a student? What's going to be your biggest weakness? And I want to tell you kind of how I would approach each. Gosh, it's, so been, a, it's been a while since I've thought about this. Okay. So, so you're, what, you're, me you're, personally, what would, what, you're what would I... Yeah, you're a history student and you come in. What's your biggest strength as a history student? Um, is it reading ability? Is it preparation? Is it organization? Is it... It wouldn't be... It, okay, I've never... So I've never been that organized. So it wouldn't be organization. Okay. Um, I'm probably a pretty strong reader and writer, I, yeah. would, I would think. Well, I think... Um, it, I, well, also, I mean, history was also one of my favorite subjects. Did you have Mr. Gold? No, Brooks. Mel Brooks, okay. History of the Americas. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great teacher. Um, so I think maybe my strength as a history student would just be that I have an inherent interest in history. Yeah. So I kind of have that extra motivation to learn. Yeah. I think um, I would try to connect with that. Just foster that love of, of history. And a lot of kids that have that love early on, they've had great teachers, uh, you know, with history, but getting them to see like outside of, of high school what history can do and what history can bring uh, to them, uh, not just becoming a history teacher, but maybe working for the State Department or maybe becoming an, you know, uh, an ambassador or working in government or even Library of Congress or all of these cool archival things or you know, leading kids on tours of uh, certain things. I think for you, I would want you to become kind of like the cool uh, maybe curator of the Battle of Fort Myers Museum, which doesn't exist, but with you and your enthusiasm, we can make that a possibility. Wow. Yeah. If I ever yeah. Yeah, leave the school district, I can be the curator for the Battle of Fort Myers Museum. Well, that'll be the next actual, actual like referendum on the ballot is, is to fund through the school district uh, uh, a, a museum of the Battle of Fort Myers. Oh, you're working on that? Not yet. Oh, no, okay. I, it's really only a support of one. Well, that would be cool. I could sell my comics. Yeah. I could do that. How much do you think they're worth? Yeah, probably about $15.30. Uh, I've done a rough For all of them total? All of them together, okay. yeah. So you, where, where did you grow up? In Fort Myers or? Yeah, yeah? Fort Myers. Okay. So my mom, um, my mom and my dad divorced, but they were great parents and got along. Uh -huh. And uh, so my mom lived in North Fort Myers. My dad lived in Fort Myers. And I traveled back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever, um, do you ever lived anywhere else you know, other than Gainesville? Gainesville? Yeah, just yeah. Gainesville for yeah. college. You know, my wife grew up in Connecticut, and she always talks about how amazing Connecticut uh, Connecticut is, especially in the fall. Uh, but then she, her parents always remind her about how cold it is in the, mm -hmm. in the winter. Yeah. But yeah, we've gone up to Connecticut, and that's lovely, and been to North Carolina. So you did you ever did you ever want to live anywhere else, or you kind of knew that you grew up here, you loved it, and you didn't want to leave? Because I mean, I love this. I know I love this area. I know it's going to sound kind of over the top, but I felt like Fort Myers gave me a lot and I really enjoyed it that I wanted to kind of give back to, cool. to Fort Myers yeah. in some way. Yeah. Small or, or big. Nice. Well, I'm sure you're making a big difference in a lot of kids' lives with your your wrapping and your crunchy peanut butter jokes. Foreign policies like peanut butter. <laughs> crunchy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to get in? Um, thank you for having me on. Yeah. You know, I appreciate it and, uh, thank you for talking. And I think that, you know, just getting connected with teachers and getting more teachers out to the public is, is great. Uh, go visit your schools, set up a time to go see them. They're awesome. The kids are fantastic and the teachers are just, uh, they're on fire. So that's pretty cool. All right. Adam Malloy, U.S. history teacher, North Fort Myers High School. That's Thanks right. for joining us again, yeah, sir. Thank you. And thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.